Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Jones had just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time to talk about the Jets 2022 draft class and go through the rest of the NFL draft with our friend who is the OG of year-round online draft content. You can find everything he does over at WalterFootball.com. He is the owner and founder of that website, Walter Cherpinski. Walter, what's up, brother? Not much. Thanks for having me on. I uh, can't believe the draft's over. It just kind of came and went. Um, and now, you know, kind of try to uh, enjoy some downtime. Downtime. I hear you on that, but I also have to say before we get started, I've got to peel back the curtain a little bit. I <laughs> should have taken you up on your prop bet advice for the draft because you made a killing. You posted a bunch of this stuff on your website, but you were telling me some things that you were thinking of putting some money on, and you absolutely killed it. So I recommend for anybody who didn't do that this year, go to WalterFootball.com right around the draft. Walter puts up his prop bet recommendations, and he absolutely crushed it this year. So congratulations, Walter, and I'm pissed off at myself for not following (laughs) your lead. Thanks. Uh, Yeah, we we cleaned up. It was awesome. Uh, We we were posting props uh, all week. Uh, just, you know, and, and I'd like to take uh, credit for it, but it was a lot of it was Charlie Campbell's information that I turned into bets and uh, it all worked out. Kind of felt like Martha Stewart a little bit. Uh, luckily, <laughs> there's no SEC for gambling. 
<laughs> this is true, at least not for gambling on draft prop bets, which it's amazing to me that you can gamble on that, but I guess you can gamble on just about anything. We'll say too, Walter, I want to give you congratulations for the fact that you guys had it right with who the Jets were going to draft. You didn't have the Jets trading up into the first round to get Jermaine Johnson, but you did have them taking Sauce Gardner at number four. You did have them taking Garrett Wilson at number 10. And he had them taking Brees Hall in the second round, which is way better than pretty much anybody else did. It's funny, too, because you and I talk all the time. And I said to you, oh, this Aquanu stuff, it seems like smoke. And we were going through the different scenarios. And the whole time, you kept telling me, it's going to be Sauce Gardner. Don't worry about it. It's going to be Sauce Gardner. You knew I wanted them to take Sauce Gardner. So you were telling me, calm down, relax. They're taking Sauce. It's not anything you need to be worried about. And sure enough, they did take Sauce at number four. I know that you had a pretty good handle on what the Jets were going to do. But now that they've actually done it, what do you think of the end result? They got Sauce Gardner at number four. They got Garrett Wilson at number 10. They traded back into the first round from 35 to 26 to get Jermaine Johnson. And then, as I mentioned before, they traded up to get Brees Hall in the second round. They went from 38 to 36, giving up a fifth-round pick. What were your thoughts? So th- there are two teams I gave an A-plus to in the, in the draft, uh, and one of them was the Jets. I-, I thought the Jets had an amazing draft. Um, you know, we like we, we Charlie and I, uh, we, we expected Omar Gardner to be the number four pick uh, because, you know, the Lions and the Jaguars were taking edge rushers and the, the Texans liked Stingley more than Gardner just for their fit on, on defense. Uh, so we were pretty confident Gardner was going to be there for uh, we just didn't know if, Gar- if Garrett Wilson was going to be there at 10. Um, we, th- we thought maybe Atlanta would take Wilson at eight. Uh, Charlie ended up having Drake London to Atlanta at, at eight. Um, so Garrett Wilson was, uh, you know, I, I feel like that was a really good pick for the Jets. And then Brees Hall in the second round, um, we, we know the Jet, the Jets liked them a lot. Again, we didn't know if he was going to be there. There's speculation Buffalo was going to take him at 25. Uh, a number of teams could have drafted him. Uh, you know, the Jets had to uh, move ahead of Houston to get Brees Hall. Houston easily could have uh, traded up to make sure they got him. Uh, so we just didn't know if that was going to happen. But Jermaine Johnson at the end of the first round, that, that kind of that 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 turn what would have been maybe an A minus A draft into an A plus draft. I, I can't believe Jermaine Johnson fell all the way to twenty six uh, just for character concerns. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure it will come out why exactly teams pass on him. Um, maybe Charlie had that information. Charlie does a great uh, feature on the site called Why the Slide, um, where he profiles uh, players and why they slid in the draft. So I, I, he'll eventually have something on Johnson. Um, but to, to get someone who's a top 10 talent, I feel like in this class uh, at 26, even though the Jets had to trade off for him, I, I thought that was amazing. Uh, so I, I loved what the Jets did. The Jets and the Eagles were the two teams that gave me a, a plus to two. I couldn't agree more, and I'm not just saying that as a biased Jets fan. You and I have had many conversations, and anybody who listens to this show knows I call it the way I see it. So if I don't think the Jets did a good job, I'll say so. I wasn't amped. When they got Garrett Wilson at number 10, not because I don't think Garrett Wilson's a good player, but just because I really wanted them to get one of the guys that I felt was one of the top edge rushers in the draft. And they ended up doing that anyway, trading up from 35 to 26 to get Jermaine Johnson, which, as you said, I was shocked. I could not believe that he was still there at number 26. Beyond that, Walter, they went and they got Jeremy Ruckert. In the third round, they had flipped pick 69 for 101 as part of the trade to go up and get Jermaine Johnson. Then they got Max Mitchell, the offensive lineman out of Louisiana, and Michael Clemens, the defensive end from Texas A&M. An older prospect, some off-the-field concerns, but some real talent there. 
I know you said that you liked the entire draft class. You gave it an A+. But we discussed the first four guys. What did you think of those last three guys? Well, I, I would say out of the uh, the three picks at the end, I think Ruckert was probably my least favorite. Um, just because the Jets uh, added two tight ends this offseason and uh, Uzama and Tyler Conklin. So I feel like that was kind of redundant. I, I, I feel like they could have gone in a different direction, but I, I didn't hate the pick. I think it's OK. Uh, the other two I liked uh, quite a bit because Max Mitchell is going. I, I feel like he's going to be a good swing tackle in the NFL. And, you know, with Mekhi Becton's uh, uncertainty, I feel like the Jets needed to needed that insurance and then with Clemens he's uh he's got a lot of upside uh kind of uh you know like a Joe Douglas type of pick where you know he he sometimes swings for the fences with these guys and uh Clemens has you know he's raw and and so he could just not do anything in the NFL but uh he has a lot of potential and to you know the risk is pretty minimal in the fourth round so why not take a chance on him uh you know you can never have enough edge rushers especially when you're chasing Josh Allen uh, in the division. So I, I like that pick a lot. Out of the three at the end, I think Clemens was my favorite. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Walter, we talked about the four guys at the beginning, and we talked about how you and Charlie had a pretty good handle on what the Jets were going to do. You gave it an A+, but I want to go through each of these guys one by one. Let's start with Sauce Gardner. Value-wise, number four, some people thought cornerback, that might be a little early. Some people were thinking that they could have gone in a different direction. Aquanu was a name that we heard quite a bit. What do you think of Sauce Gardner as a player? You like him there at number four? Yeah, I think it was fine value. It's kind of where I thought he would go, like four or five range. I, I feel like that was the sweet spot for Gardner. He wasn't going to get past the Giants of five if he if he dropped that far. Um, so I, I like the pick. You know, it, it's it's deemed safe 
Although, you know, it's kind of the curse if you call a player safe, because I remember the three safe players uh, from my draft coverage were uh, Robert Gallery, Aaron Curry and D Milner. Like, all those guys failed. But I, I, I do think Gardner is pretty safe. I think he has good upside. Uh, you know, he was fantastic in Cincinnati. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, the Jets are filling a huge need, a corner. And you could argue that he's the best defensive back. You know, some would say Stingley. I, I guess it really depends on what you're looking for. But I, I like the Gardner pick a lot. What about Garrett Wilson at 10? Drake London went ahead of him anyway. We've now heard that it was Garrett Wilson they wanted all along and all the whispers about Drake London were to throw people off. How do you think he stacks up with the other receivers in the class? It was interesting. Uh, some teams had Wilson as the top receiver. Some teams had London as the top receiver. I think the last time I was on with you, I, I said the the Lions were considering Drake London number two. Uh, that was right around the combine. And, and then Trayvon Walker kind of took off and and then they they fell in love with Walker, and then and then they realized they can get Hutchison. So that kind of changed things. Plus, plus London couldn't work out, so that dropped them a little bit. Um, no, the Jets the Jets wanted Wilson all along. He was their guy. If, if London was there, they still they still would have drafted Wilson. Uh, so like Wilson is uh, I've, I've seen comparisons uh, to maybe like an Odell Beckham. Um, you know, I mean he he's so explosive. Uh, I you know the Jets needed a weapon for Zach Wilson. You, you have to surround you have to surround uh, Wilson with as much help as possible, given that he struggled last year. And the regime needs Wilson to succeed, Zach Wilson to succeed, uh, to survive. So giving him a weapon like Garrett Wilson, I think makes a lot of sense. You know, like there was talk that the Jets might trade for Debo. And, you know, that I, I think that would be ideal, but because they couldn't get him or maybe uh, I don't know what happened there. But, you know, Wilson is a great consolation prize. I think he's uh, I, I like the pick a lot as well. Jermaine Johnson, we know we both like the value, but as far as Johnson, the player, what you think about bringing him in? Because I've been saying all along, and you know this because we talk all the time, I really wanted the Jets to get a number one corner and a number one edge rusher. It really feels like they were able to do that. I like Kayvon Thibodeau a lot. It appears the Jets weren't all that high on him. They like Jermaine Johnson enough to make this move. They actually liked him enough to take him at 10 if Garrett Wilson had gone off the board. What do you think about Jermaine Johnson as a player? Can he come in here and be that edge rusher that Jets fans have been waiting to see in a Jet uniform since John Abraham was traded 15 years ago? It's been a while. Yeah. I, I mean, Carl Lawson's there and Carl Lawson's going to attract a ton of attention. And so that's going to make life a lot easier for Jermaine Johnson. So, you know, assuming these these character concerns that weighed him down aren't going to kind of ruin his career. I just uh, again, I, I re I'm really interested to see. Uh, what happened there exactly. But uh, yeah, Jermaine Johnson, like you said, he was a viable uh, consideration at 10. Um, and if the Jets ended up taking Johnson at 10, like if Wilson had been off the board and they took Johnson at 10, you know, no one would have said that was a bad pick. People would have been like, okay, yeah, it's good value. Uh, I I personally had Johnson uh, going nine to Seattle. So I, I, I feel like he would have fit that range. Um, so to get a, a super athletic guy who's as great upside uh, to get him at 26, I, that's such a steal. Um, and yeah, like him and Carl Lawson, also Clemens, uh, I feel like the Jets have the potential to have a good pass rush for the first time in a while. Brees Hall was a surprise to some people. I was thrilled to see it because I've been yelling for a feature back for quite a while. You know that I love Isaiah Spiller, so I would have been perfectly fine with them taking Spiller a little bit later. Sounds like bad medicals may have dropped him a little bit. And as you said with Drake London, Spiller also could not work out. So I'm sure that didn't help his cause either. Brees Hall widely considered to be the best running back in this class. We know that the Jets had him as their 18th best player on the board. 
And the philosophy here appears to be clear. Run the ball, take the pressure off of Zach Wilson, let Brees Hall and Michael Carter to a lesser extent wear down the opposing defense. I like to say it's the Seattle Seahawks philosophy. If you remember when Marshawn Lynch was there as Russell Wilson was getting his bearings, Wilson only had to throw the ball about 25 times a game. Marshawn Lynch was touching it 20 times a game and pounding the opposing defenses. So they had a balance. It allowed Russell Wilson to develop, to manage the game, and then eventually turn into the player that he became. I have to make this clear every time I talk about this. I'm not saying that Zach Wilson is going to become Russell Wilson, but that formula clearly worked. Mark Sanchez didn't turn into the quarterback that the Jets were hoping he would, but his rookie year... Being able to lean on Thomas Jones was very important. Thomas Jones had a phenomenal year in 2009. So I thought it made a lot of sense, even if they went running back a little bit earlier than people expected. Well, not you and Charlie. You guys expected it because you had it in your mock draft. But most people didn't think the Jets were going running back this early. What do you think of Brees Hall as a player? And what do you think of the analytics crowd that seemed to be not so keen on this pick and also don't like the fact the Jets traded up to do it? Well, I remember the analytics crowd being down on Dalvin Cook, so maybe this is a good sign. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, there, there's definitely a time and place for analytics. Like, I, I, I won't dismiss it. Like, there's some football people who will dismiss analytics completely. I think that's a mistake. I, th- I think you gotta, you have to take everything into consideration. Um, but I, I, I mean, I, I love the pick. Uh, I gave it an A on my draft grades. I mean, Brees Hall, like I said, he could have gone 25 with no complaints there. Um, it's not just running a ball with him, which, you know, I, like obviously he's going to help out in the running game a lot um, to take pressure, pressure off Zach Wilson. But he, like Hall's presence in the passing game as well, like being able to use him as a receiver out of the backfield, that's going to be huge. I mean, like last year, Wilson looked rattled at times and looked like he knew what was going on. He was a rookie, you know, it's going to happen. Um, but with Hall, it's, he's, he's got a great safety valve now. And, you know, with with uh, with Garrett Wilson and all the other receivers, they have Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, um, you know, teams are not going to be able to focus on Brees Hall. It's not like you can just stack the box and and just stop him with some with all the weapons the Jets have. uh, Brees Hall is going to have a lot of running room, and I think he's going to have a great year. You know, he's a good bet to win offensive rookie of the year. Walter, let's go through the rest of the teams and talk about what they did in the draft. You said you gave the Jets and the Eagles A pluses. Tell me a little bit more about what you loved regarding the Eagles draft. And then who were some more of the winners and losers when it comes to the different teams and the process? So uh, I think if you were to to say um, if there's one team that uh, turned itself into a definite playoff team, um, for 2022 i think it would be the eagles uh they made the playoffs last year but they had such an easy schedule they kind of lucked into getting in and i I think entering the offseason i wouldn't have said that they were a playoff team but what they did in the draft was i i thought was amazing um now some people might say it's cheating because one of the picks was used to trade for aj brown but i I consider that part of their draft hall i mean it was draft capital that they turned into a veteran uh, AJ Brown is one of the best young receivers in the NFL and to have him, um, with Devonte Smith, I, I think is going to be huge for Jalen hurts. Uh, if you remember last year, the Eagles wanted to run the ball a lot, uh, or, or they wanted to throw the ball earlier in the year that, and they ended up being the heaviest run team in the NFL, but they turned into a heavy run team because they couldn't pass. They, they just didn't have the receivers. They had, they had Devonte Smith and nothing else. Um, and they really needed a receiver for Jalen Hurts. And to get A.J. Brown, I, I thought it was enormous for them. Um, plus, they got Jordan Davis. Uh, they, they traded up for him for two picks. They had a leapfrog Baltimore. But 
they needed a replacement for Fletcher Cox. They needed uh, another uh, defensive tackle um, for Fletcher Cox in 2023 and beyond. Um, and then uh, and then to get N'Kobe Dean in the third round, uh, that was a huge steal. I, I know he fell because of some weird injury concerns that like came out of nowhere and were I, I don't I never I didn't understand what happened there. But to get such a steal uh, in the third round was great. So I, I loved what the Eagles did um, overall. I, I would say that they improved the roster the most for the for the short term, at least. You know, obviously the Jets got all these great guys. I, I think for the long term, it's going to be awesome for them. Uh, but for for 2022 only, I, I think the Eagles made the biggest jump, and I think they're the best team in the division because of that. Um, other winners, I, I think the Lions uh, they made a great trade. Uh, with the Vikings to move up uh, when they first moved from 32 to 12 for a receiver. I, I, I wrote I wrote on my draft blog, LOL, 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 because I thought the Lions traded a future first round pick for a non quarterback. But it turned out they only gave up a third round pick. They moved down from 12 to 32 and they moved down uh, from 34 to 46. So they only gave up a third round pick to move up 20 spots in the first round, which is just insane. Uh, they also got Aiden Hutchison. Uh, but to get Jamison Williams, I, I feel like the Lions, like this, this might be their turning point. Like they've been so bad for so long. I think if they turn in like three or four years, if they become a playoff team, I think we could look back and say that this is the starting point. Like they got, they got uh, arguably one of the top receivers uh, in this draft class. Uh, they got, maybe the best player overall in this draft class. I, I think that was huge uh, for the Lions. Um, one of the team I, I thought that, that was uh, winning was uh, the Panthers. Uh, just because it's six, uh, people were arguing that they could take Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, and they didn't. And if they did, without knowing that Malik Willis would fall to the third round, you know, if they took if they took Willis to six, people would have been like, okay, they got the franchise quarterback. Maybe they should have gone tackle, but no one would have really uh, downgraded them a lot for making that move. Uh, but they drafted a tackle at six, and then they were so patient to wait for a quarterback that they only surrendered a third round pick next year for uh, for Matt Corral. Uh, I thought that was great patience on their part. Um, so I, I love what the Panthers did uh, as a former. Uh, NFL running back once said they ate their cake and ate it too. So the Panthers, uh, I thought, did a good job. <laughs> Which particular picks did you like the most? Which players did you think were the best value? And then on the other end of the spectrum, which picks did you not like? And which players did you not think were good value? So starting with the the players I didn't like, um, I would say that, that there were two I thought were terrible in the first round. Um, the, the first one was Kenny Pickett to the Steelers. Uh, and... I feel like the Steelers coaches and GM wanted uh, Malik Willis, uh, but I think their owners uh, talked them into drafting uh, Kenny Pickett just because he went to Pitt. And the Rooneys are famously, uh, they, they, they famously once said, we'll never pass on another Pitt quarterback because uh, they passed on Dan Marino. Uh, so I don't know why they think Kenny Pickett is Dan Marino. I, you know, he has such small hands. I think it's going to be a big issue in Pittsburgh. Obviously, he, he played at Pitt. Uh, but the college football regular season doesn't extend till past Thanksgiving. Now he's going to play cold games uh, in Pittsburgh in December and January with the small hands. I feel like he's going to fumble a lot. And he already fumbled a lot in, in Pittsburgh. He, he had 37 fumbles uh, in college. So that's going to be a huge issue. I thought they, they took him uh, way too, way too early. They could have, you know, in hindsight, we, we know they could have waited uh, to the second round to get a quarterback now. So I, I thought that was terrible on their part. And then, I would say uh, the other pick I hated the most in the first round was uh, Cole Strange uh, for the Patriots. Uh, so I, I had to check with Charlie on this because he, that, that pick came out of nowhere. 
Um, and it wasn't like Alex Leatherwood last year with the Raiders. Everyone criticized that one. Uh, but there was a team in the 20s that was going to take Leatherwood. So, you know, at least one team didn't think that was a reach. Uh, but Charlie reached out to a bunch of teams and no one had him in the first round. O- only one team said they they bumped him up to the end of the second round uh, because of his flexibility that he could play center and guard. Uh, so everyone else had him third or fourth round. Uh, so the Patriots spent a um, a first round pick on him, and uh, you know I know they traded down for twenty one to twenty nine, but I still think that was a a big mistake on their part. So uh, those are the two picks I I hated the most. Um, you know the the pick I liked the most actually was the Jermaine Johnson pick uh, for the Jets. Uh, but if you want to exclude that because we already talked about the Jets, I, I also liked uh, the Jaguars trading up for Devin Lloyd uh, at twenty seven. I thought I thought Lloyd could go maybe seven or, or ten picks earlier. Uh, I like that value a lot for them. I also like Trent McDuffie to the Chiefs. Um, you know they, they moved up from twenty nine to twenty one in that Patriots trade for for Cole Strange. Uh, Trent McDuffie is someone who, if he went twelve or thirteen, I, I think. You know, people would have been okay. They they wouldn't have loved the pick, but they would have said, okay, solid move uh, by whichever team took them. Uh, he fell to the twenties, and the Chiefs moved up for him. Uh, they they really needed cornerback help, uh, and so they, they got McDuffie. And then at thirty, uh, the Chiefs got George Karlaftis. And you know, once upon a time, people thought George Karlaftis was going to be a top fifteen pick, and he he fell to thirty. Uh, I know the Bengals were dying for him to get the thirty one. Like they were going to take Karlaftis in like two seconds. Uh, but the Chiefs, uh, they got him at 30. I thought that was great value. Um, and then also I mentioned the Kobe Dean and then Malik Willis uh, in the third round. I can't believe he fell that far. Um, I know he has his issues. He's raw, but he has so much potential. I, I can't believe he went 20 picks later than Kellen Bond went last year. That's just insane to me. That's an interesting way to think of it. Kellen Mond's name never would have come into my head, but I'm glad we could somehow evoke him on this podcast. Walter Cherpinski, the founder and owner of WalterFootball.com. Thank you so much for coming on. As always, really appreciate it. For everybody that wants to check out what you're doing over there, you've got draft grades, and the wheels never stop turning over there because you guys are already working on mock drafts for 2023, right? Yeah, Charlie and I have updated 2023 mock drafts. If you want to check those out, I have to get to working on my 2024 mock draft. Not kidding. I actually have to get updated on that. Uh, And I mentioned Charlie Campbell's uh, Why the Slide series. Also, he does a Why Undrafted. So if you want to see why uh, a certain prospect fell in the draft or went undrafted, uh, Charlie Campbell is going to have an update every day. Uh, So I I love those. I I think those are the best features we have or one of the best features we have on the site. Uh, It's always so interesting to see why a, a a prospect fell. So uh, definitely look forward to that. And then later in the summer, we're going to have fantasy rankings updated and also season previews for every team. I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again, Walter, and I should bring it up to Charlie too. Maybe I'll send him a text later. He should take the why undrafted and the why the slide, put them all together, like a whole series of them and make a book out of it. Cause I think it would be an awesome book. So I'm going to text Charlie that later <laughs> and hopefully he likes the idea, but make sure that you check out the series. That's going to be going up as Walter said, a new one every single day over at WalterFootball.com. Check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some great All-22 reviews of some of the prospects we were talking about before that the Jets drafted. Obviously, Jermaine Johnson, 
Garrett Wilson, and Sauce Gardner all up there right now, plus Max Mitchell, believe it or not. I think it's the only All-22 review that's up of Max Mitchell available. Watch the videos and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tee We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You Thank You shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there. tpublic.com. That's tee And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.